Welcome to the Movie Time Machine Monster Closet Edition, your retro movie review and pop culture podcast, reviewing movies from the past and talking about what's streaming in the present. This week's topic, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and joining me this week, as always, on the Monster Closet, except for that Scream episode, which I failed to call a Monster Closet, it's our horror guru, Jamie, what's up? What's up, Chad? You ready to talk about some demons? Demons? Dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to need like a full explanation from you because I, I don't even think I understood this movie. <laughs> we use that word loosely here in the monster closet. Demon. <laughs> Demon. Could mean anything. All right. Before we get into our topic of the week, do you want to get in some quick news to warm us up? Yeah, let's get into some news. Time for news. The slap heard around the world. <laughs> the Oscars <laughs> happened. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to see, like, just do a quick recap of the Oscars. Um, maybe a couple highs, lows, or just kind of what you got out of it. And um, I just put in here the slap. Everyone needs to have an opinion about it. So I guess we need to have one, too. <laughs> you know, what's awesome, too, is that <laughs> we're recording the week after the Oscars, but this probably won't release until a couple weeks after. So people will still be talking about the slap. I That's love right. it. That's right. Yeah, the the amount of news articles like I'm doing like air quotes for news articles on this is just absurd. Like the. Oh, what did Chris Rock say? What was caught on film after the slap? Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith saw seen laughing af- afterward. Or I don't know, like all this shit. Then like somebody digging up like a old Will Smith clip from like uh, when he was interviewed. He was on the Arsenio Hall show. I don't know if you remember Arsenio, but. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Just watch Coming to America. I remember him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great movie. And um he like uh will smith says like a joke about one of the band guys being bald <laughs> oh, you that's know? Funny. and like the crowd goes like oh and he's like it's just a joke but, oh I mean, that's amazing i haven't seen that one yet <laughs> in my internet travels yeah um i don't know i just want to get your quick thoughts on that if you have any or if you even really care so here's one i haven't heard yet because I, to me, it was like, it was shocking just because it was so unexpected and people don't do that, especially a guy on the biggest night of his life who's about to win the award. But yeah. I think what it reminded me of is back in the olden days where um, you insult someone's wife and then they take off their glove and I demand satisfaction, you know, <laughs> they get, they get yeah. hit across the face. The only problem was they didn't duel afterwards, you know, he, yeah. he uh, insulted his because uh, because that's what the Oscars is, right? I mean, everyone, Hollywood's best and brightest are in their finest attire. It is very Victorian England. It's very, you know, colonial United States with the powdered wigs. And, you know, to see someone bring discord to the decorum of the evening. Yeah. I, th- I think that's why people were like, oh, my God, because oh, it's no. <laughs> I know because in the grand scheme of things it's it's really not a big deal. Chris Rock said something stupid, Will Smith did something stupid. Everyone 
go about your lives, but it's this like, it's this like comedy of manners thing, like this Jane Austen situation where it was the forum in which he did it and how sudden it was. So it's, I don't know. <laughs> God, yeah. Sure. I think, I think that's why people are uh, maybe having an exaggerated reaction to it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. I just, I hadn't heard that one yet. I, what, what do you think, Chad? I, I don't know if I've shared this on the pod, but I have a few times, I think, in our group chat. But I've been I've always been kind of annoyed by Will Smith. Um, he I Will Smith peaked for me like DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, like parents just don't understand. But like his his acting was I don't know. I there's just something about his he just seems so arrogant and cocky. And um, which is fine. But then I think he just plays the same character in all of his movies. So I don't know. It just cemented that. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't like Will Smith. I could totally see him doing that. <laughs> right. You know, and I was like, he I mean, I say kudos to Chris Rock. I don't think people are saying enough like Chris Rock to like just stand up there and just move on with the show <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, so. um. Yeah, that's all I have. I I think it was kind of ridiculous, but I think the 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 conversation around it is more ridiculous now than the act, I think. So just yes, the gossip column and it's just it's so Hollywood though, you know? Right. <laughs> like the epitome of it. Yeah, I've I've heard every opinion on every side of the spectrum about what jokes you can't make, how to defend women, when not to defend women, how to, I've heard everything. And I, I say, yeah, I think you're right, Chad. I don't, I don't know that we're any closer to <laughs> coming to any sort of agreement on. I do. Yeah. I gotta say though, but I feel like at first in that clip, it seemed like Will Smith thought I was a really funny joke at first. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, man. I yeah, what well, and you're it's big time Hollywood. It's like, man, if you can't take it, like don't come to the show kind of thing. I mean, I know. <laughs> what do you expect? I know. What do you expect? Yeah. I will say the la- last thing, the cleanest or the most interesting explanation I've heard is that um god, I think it was someone on Rogan's podcast said that he he reacted as if he was in a movie. You know because um these A-list stars are so removed from reality. You know, they they are in their own world that, you know, he did kind of react as if someone insulted his wife. He walked right up to him and popped him like, like, like you would in a movie. And I was like, that is really interesting. I don't know if that's true or if that's just someone came up with that because it sounds cool. But I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. Things can count. if They sound cool. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or just for sounding cool. Right. All right, that's all I had for news items today. I know. Sweet. It's Friday. Time has been short, and I just want to dive right into the conversation. So, so we get into the topic of the week. Yes, man. I can't wait. All right, so The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, which the title just kind of makes me chuckle. This movie had a budget of $39 million, box office made $202 million, which is pretty good, right? It came out in pandemic. It opened on HBO Max, I think. It was yeah. on too. So 
Rotten Tomato score has a 56% critic, but an 83% audience score. IMDb average is 6.3 out of 10, and Metacritic score is 53%. Hmm. Talk, <laughs> talk to me, Jamie. I was really disappointed in this movie. Like it didn't have any of the like tension. It just seems like it was out of place for me um, compared to the first two movies, which I enjoyed. I thought were kind of fun where this was. I didn't know where it was going. I was bored of it for most most of the film. And yeah, I, I think I think here's what happened, Chad, just to start off from the top. I think okay. that we were marketed and sold a different movie than we actually got. And this is not uncommon with Hollywood. You know, this happens. I think that what I interpreted this to be was that um, and I, I kind of put this in my letterbox review. I thought this was going to be the conjuring with Ed and Lorraine Warren, and they were going to have to defend um, Arnie Johnson. He's the kid who commits the murder and claims yeah. that the devil made him do it. I, I thought yeah. we were going to get like a lot more courtroom than underground tunnels. You yeah. Know, I, it, yeah. When we're, when I was in the film, like that's what I was expecting too. It, it felt like it was even going in that direction while watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. First half of the, I thought the first half of the movie was great. Um, save for the opening, I think they kind of threw everything at the wall with the first possession with the little kid. That was yeah. a little yeah. bit much over the top. I didn't think it was too scary, but yeah, I'll be honest, man. Seeing the trip, I was scared to watch this movie. I think that you know we've talked about this before. I've become a bit more of a softy with my kids around. I don't watch as much horror as I used to, and mm-hmm. I legitimately get nervous to watch certain movies now particularly you know given my catholic background anything that involves a devil i gotta like i gotta put myself up i gotta work up to it so i i was truly like not stoked to watch this um even though it's a conjuring movie and i love the conjuring movies and then as soon as we get into it but but that's kind of exciting too you know it's like i, I also i want i want to be scared i want to see where it takes me and how it can freak me out mm-hmm. and so i was like you i was super disappointed that they um, kind of went a different way with it and didn't give us uh, the. And here's why I thought it was going to be scary because one, the devil made me do it. So right away, I think I think we're going to get the big dog. You know, I think we're going to be dealing with Satan and <laughs> <laughs> the big bad himself. Exactly. Or they so, Yeah. So that comes with like a whole bunch of challenges. Like, how do you do that on screen? How do you like? that's scary enough. How do you do it? And I've seen it in other art forms. I I picked up a Sandman comic and I had no idea that's what that story was about. Have you read that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that was very cool because it's a different take on all of that. And Neil Gaiman's very good at that, at taking these, you know, classical figures and humanizing them or putting them into art and having characters interact with them. So First of all, I was curious how they were going to do that. And then second of all, I thought, like I said, I thought we were going to get the courtroom thing. I thought we were going to get people trying to convince a jury that this man was possessed. That's why he committed this crime. How can you convict someone? Because it's kind of in those lines of, you know, is is this person psychologically stable? Do they know what they're doing if they're not psychologically sound? I thought that's yeah. where we were going. And that yeah. to me, that is so scary. If you can convince a jury that, this person was not in their right mind because someone else was taking control of them. To me, that's horrifying. So I think that's why I was initially so scared. What say you? Yeah, I don't have the same. I I just went in like 
and with no expectations. I didn't watch any trailers for this. Um, I think this was the movie that sent me down, like sent us down the like doing the Conjuring one and doing the Conjuring two because I think all three of those films were maybe on HBO or on a streaming service we had. And like by the time we got around to wanting to do it, it was. I think I missed the boat on it and that this movie was already off of HBO max. So we ended up doing like the, the first two films. Yep. Um, you're right. But I, I mean, I was kind of expecting more of the same, you know, I like this idea of taking these, uh, these stories or the, these experiences or so-called experiences, whatever you want <clears throat> to label it. But, and, and just doing like a movie about like, what happened, you know, because I feel like there was there was a a lot more Ed and Lorraine. It was like more focused on them, I feel like, in the in this film than it was on the previous ones. I guess obviously the way the kind of story ended in a way, but yeah. I don't know. I was just bored with it. And and, and I thought the opening scene was like really over the top. It was trying to do a lot, but didn't do anything at all. Um, it was like, yeah. uh, all right, let's just throw like, uh, let's get all the tropes in here. You know, um, screaming kid, blood. Um, I don't I feel like in movies when I have too much time to like daydream and think about like other things that are going on in the shot or different mm-hmm. parts of the movie and like the the waterbed scene. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, Fre- or uh, Freddy Krueger, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street flashback, right? Was that two or three? Um, right. Nice. And then um, there was, I was just looking at my notes here. There was one moment where I think uh, Ed is talking with the woman that's representing Arnie mm-hmm. or is going to, and they're talking about like possession and like, she's like, well, you need to prove it to me before I even like think about bringing this to court or whatever. And um, he's like, Come with us. We want to show you some things or something like that. And we want to introduce you to Annabelle. And I was like, yeah, I thought we we're going to get like this <laughs> scene of bringing this, you know, like lawyer in and like just going through all their um, like their artifacts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get that. You're right. They didn't pay that off either. I thought the no. same thing. I was like, yeah. Oh, they're going to scare the shit out of this lawyer lady. You're right. Yeah. I think that would oh. be cool. I think you could do a whole movie. Well, I guess they are. They're doing a series of movies on everything in that room. But yeah. um, I don't know. There, I just feel like there's 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 so many like there's such great content of just talking about like what is in that room and like the what's been documented of what they had and like you can just elaborate on these stories and make I think great horror movies. You know, like it's just there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it just I feel like this is was pulling you in all kinds of different directions and it didn't have a destination. So no. And it's, and what I don't like too is when they, um, at the top of the film, what they say based on a true story, you know, how how loosely can we say that? It's Ed and Lorraine were real people. (laughs) True. Yeah. Arnie Johnson killed someone. True true (laughs) there there are miles and miles of hobbit tunnels under the great state of connecticut and massachusetts Mm -hmm. oh by the way where there's a ton of witches too it's yeah didn't this trend like start with um fargo which trend the tunnel trend 
No, not. I'm sorry. Um, oh, the ba- uh, based on, based true, on story. The true story. Oh, that's interesting. It it may have because that's that was the movie where. Did, but did they ever claim that Fargo was based on true events? No, but it's in the opening title. Oh man, it has been forever since yeah. I've seen that movie. I'll take your word for it. I think so, and then I think on the, the television series too. They it's it's like that for each season. Okay. And now hmm. I feel like it's every. Um, I feel like every movie, not every movie does it, but a lot of movies do it. That's somewhat based on something. It just will say like based on a true story, yeah. based on real events. <laughs> like, yeah, I can write a story too that's based on, you know real events in my life but then i could add like a <laughs> demon or two <laughs> exactly yeah that's like that's like saying an impossible burger is based on a real burger it's you know it only right. gets you so far <laughs> right right a hey, quick quick uh tangent um because i know that's my favorite th- thing to do yeah speaking of movies that are shows that use like based on a true story did you ever get a chance to watch the terror it was the a terror FX show no it was based on like this it was based on a book, but the book was based on a real event of the ship expedition to find like the Northwest Passage that goes through like the Arctic Circle on like the 1800s. And like the ship and the crew like disappeared. I think some of the crew like made it back. But what happened was it was like um, it didn't get warm enough for the summer months when they went through there and they got trapped in the ice. <laughs> and OK. Um, yeah, so you get like starving, cannibalism, all kinds of fun stuff like that. But in the show, they add like a supernatural element to it. That's really cool. But um, what I want to say is just like a week or two ago, they found that ship, the wreckage no of that way. ship. Yeah. So like one ship was called the Terror, and I can't remember what the name of the other ship is, but I think was you'd it- really like that, Jamie. It's it's has an awesome cast. and Yeah, this is a Jared Harris one, right? I think Jared I found Harris, it Jared Harris, yep. And the guy that played the Wildling King is in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kieran yeah. Hines. Yeah, he's awesome. I love him. He's great, man. So so wait, this I'm going to ask a stupid question. Did they, did they find the ship in the ice or at the bottom of the sea? <laughs> found it at the bottom of the sea. Cause okay. There's the, typically that water was open, but it was like the time of the year they went, like it was it was just like a long winter. Yeah. Just, you know, like it, the ice just didn't, you know what what's that called the ice didn't come off that part that they were sailing through and maybe they right. veered off course but yeah oh, check it. it's like 10 they made multiple seasons of it but they're not connected but the first season um of the terror it's like 10 episodes long it's really good i think you'd love it nice yeah i will i will check that out I, i'm guessing hulu is probably my best bet for that one yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I think so. It's an FX show. Yeah. So I think they have like a deal or partnership. Maybe. Nice. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, listener, back to <laughs> it'll better use of your time probably than conjuring three. The devil made me do it. Um, <laughs> the How terror. about that title? <laughs> I don't know if it's just like after watching it, the title just seems so silly to me. But um... well, well, that was kind of my point with like riffing on the demons because did the devil make him do it? I mean, they never, that that was part of the whole thing of the first um, and second movie was, you know, that's part of the mystery. What is this demon? And then they named the demon so they can 
exercise the demon, get him out of the host. Mm-hmm. They kind of they give you the rules in the movie. You know, they they set up the rules of the world and tell you how to do it. And then to your point in this one, they're just all over the place. It's they, um, yeah, I don't know. They they introduce the ritual and then it's a little bit different. And then the demon comes for the woman at the end. But I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not clear to your point. They they throw a lot at the screen and none of it quite connects to anything else. Yeah, I was expecting um the guy that played was that Father Kastner or uh-huh. Kastner or whatever. He was um the dad in Fringe. So it's like I was expecting them to like bust out a pack of uh, red vines. Because in Fringe, he always had he was always chewing on red vines because he was like a scientist or some shit like that. Or <laughs> he needed <laughs> a quirk, a scientific yeah. quirk. Yeah. Oh, you know who he is too. He's a uh, Denethor, the uh, ruler of Gondor. That's right. In, is ruler of Gondor in Lord of the Rings? In, really? Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the steward who's um, keeping Aragorn's throne warm. While he's off uh, fighting the actual battle. That's who that guy is. I missed that. Yeah. Had no idea. All right on. Do you. uh, Do you. I had this is a feeling had in this. Do you feel like the the actors. I can't remember off the top of my head as I usually do that play Ed and Lorraine. I felt like they kind of were like mailing it in a little bit too on this one. Or maybe it was just the change of director. That's really a good question. Me. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. Um, I yeah, I I I think they were the only parts of the movie that worked for me. Yeah. But um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, I don't think it was as strong as the first or the second film because yeah, yeah, no, they they seem um. Yeah, way more disjointed. And then in the second one, I mean, you really tell that like Patrick Wilson, Ed Warren, he's he really is trying to take care of this family in England, even though they're mm-hmm. going through this horrible time. You know, he's playing the guitar for everyone and just being right. super, super oh, yeah. dad. <laughs> yep. yep, That's funny um, that you brought that up because I did. I was just watching, you know, after watching this movie, I did some YouTube searches again for Ed and Lorraine and it was like when it was like top 10 myths of Lent L- and Lorraine or whatever, and um, or top five or something like that. And they talked about that family that they go visit in the second movie. Mm-hmm. But I guess they went, their visit was like, they were only there for like a couple hours. <laughs> like they traveled there. They hung out for a couple hours. Like they came uninvited. Like the family didn't know that they're coming. Um, they just kind of popped in, talked to the family a little bit, <laughs> and then they left. <laughs> <laughs> they just like oh we gotta get some information on the new book or something oh wow <laughs> so the warrens went to england just kind of hopped in there and then yeah. pieced out yeah they probably did it as like a business expense that's really funny <laughs> well and i'm glad you brought that up because i you know what it reminded me of is because w- when they when they do this when they claim this is a real story particularly an actual murder case that you're pinning on demons like th- this stuff is dangerous, you know, like that's why we have laws and trials. Yeah. So 
that you know we can figure out what's real and what's not or you know our best estimation of these things and i don't know it, it it was like walking that line of being exploitative in the way that a ton of these like murder shows feel sometimes exploitative to me mm, yeah so i don't know it was it was kind of jumping on that note just a little bit for me and i i think that's why james wan is so great because it never quite gets there with the conjuring 2 because he gives you a a villain who is just so knock your socks off cool and scary that you're so like like it's a movie you know it's a movie the whole time even though it's freaky and you know you're having fun and he's like we're having fun together i'm going to scare the shit out of you cool and then you're you respond cool you know it's yeah. i don't know i feel like that's the difference between that and uh this third entry yeah, I think one of the parts that stuck out me of where I felt like they're mailing it in is like she like uh, Lorraine is that demon is like chasing her or whatever. And she like gets knocked over like that cliff. Mm-hmm. And like he's like running to like save her, pull her up and she's getting pulled back. And they're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, that's my great acting right there. But that that just stuck out to me. That was really good. <laughs> that was that was the beginning of the end for me. Shoot. But um, shoot, I had another thought that skipped my mind about. You were talking about true stories based on a true story law. Oh, the part where um, they're discussing, I think, with the lawyer, too, or when they like visit, they're starting to kind of dig into this case more. Ed and Lorraine, and they're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, well, we can't just, you know, say that the demons are making him kill people. Right. And he's like, well, the something like the devil is is real or something like that. And we swear to God, if God is real, the devil is real. And we swear to God on the Bible. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the only part where I was like, oh, cool. I read the line. I was like, okay, that's how you go down like QAnon. <laughs> that's how you go down the QAnon rabbit hole. You know, right. that's where you do the like, well, prove it. Prove it. It's not happening. How do you know? That war is fake. It's just going on. Prove it. You can't prove it, can you? Are you there? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Right. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you on that. That's. Yeah, and and that, again, like I said, that's what I was hoping that we were going to get. You know, like, if you're going to go there, convince everybody in the room or, you know, what's your your best foot forward on that. So, yeah, tough. Yeah, I thought what the other movies did, too, that they did a good job of kind of like they're doing like this world building, too. You know, like there's this like these lore pieces that they brought in. And this one, again, too, I just felt like it was pretty, pretty flat. Yeah. And, and disappointing so yeah when i was watching i was like man am i being too hard on this then i saw that you finished it before i did and i saw some of your comments and i was like okay maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe my feelings are justified yeah well and i think you know for me why, why i was bummed out is because as we've discussed i love the first two movies i think the first one is the scariest the second one is the most fun and I think the characters are great. It's well-written. And like I said, it's a fun ride every time. And what I want from a Conjuring movie is just, you know, a good Ed and Lorraine exchange 
helping people, the, the characters in the film, by the way, not the real life people who were traveling to England for tax purposes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and for it to be scary. And that's the other thing too, is I did not think this one delivered in the scare department either. No. Were you scared at any point in this movie? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can. There was some like I, cheap, like, I don't know. It just felt really, uh, what's a word? Like um, sophomore horror film, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can think of one. It's when, um, so they, it's the scene where they're in the woods and uh, Lorraine is channeling into the two girls uh, the one who stabbed oh, the other like girl. The st- yeah. That that was freaky when she's stabbing the like the other girl like the to death. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that that reminded me of the second film when she's going through the the Amityville house. Um, you know, when she's in uh DeFeo's body or consciousness or whatever. Yeah. And she's got the gun and she's oh, just yeah, wasting yeah, family okay. members. Yep. So, yeah, I I thought that was effective, but yeah, apart definitely. from that, it was yeah definitely boy so what did you um i don't have much to add <laughs> on that. um i just i gave it two stars i think on my my letterbox yeah i i'm just a little i edged you by half a star i went two and a half stars i thought oh. the, the it started strong you know, I wanted to see where they were going to go with the mystery because they introduced a mystery too. It's like, cool. Yeah, let's figure out what's going on here, who's doing it, and yeah. can we get him, you know, a fair trial. They did none of that, which <laughs> brought the rest of it down. But I, I thought uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga were still good enough for it to be entertaining enough. I just, yeah, for me, I was disappointed because I love the first two movies so much. Great. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything else to add, I thought um, maybe really quick before we go, we could plug something we've been watching. I was going to ask you, um, I think we brought it up the last episode was, did you watch any of that Halo series yet? Being that you have your, your month subscription to Paramount? No, I, so we talked about that and we talked about the Lakers series and I went to the Lakers series first, but I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Winning time. (laughs) Yeah. Quick thoughts. I haven't started um, that yet. I'm halfway through episode one, and I, I guess I'll just say I'm intrigued. It's um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I've heard that they take some liberties um, with facts and truth, but it's a TV show. So what do you do? But um, yeah, it's interesting. Curious to see where they go. Uh, Riley's John C. Riley's pretty funny. Um, they break the fourth wall, so be prepared for that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Did you catch the episode of uh, Black on the Air where he interviewed the writer of the series? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of, he t- kind of talks how they like take, uh, you know, some liberties with the story, but they do it just to make it kind of like fun and make it over the top. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, check that out. Well, I was going to tell you that I did watch the first, well, almost the entire first, probably watched half of the first episode of halo. Cause I, I turned, I was like, I just got to do this. Cause I told Jamie, I would, <laughs> I started it today. And at first, you know, I was watching it with my arms crossed 
And then some things happened. I was like, okay, okay. I was not expecting it to be like, you know, there's some like limbs getting chopped off. So I was like, whoa, okay. All right. This is a little bit more hardcore than I was um, anticipating. And there were some like cool characters. I'm like, okay, I maybe need to back this up again and start off because started over because this actually looks like it might be cooler than I was anticipating. And plus there were some scenes that happened. I was like, oh, I would be totally down. I was not a big Halo game fan. Just Mm -hmm. a lot of first person stuff. I I just can't do like anything. It's like fast, quick action stuff. It's just I can't do it. I'm not I'm not fast and twitchy reflex enough, but um, I would play a third person Halo game if they can make it look like it did in this first episode. That's all I got to say. Oh, cool. <laughs> like it was like a third person action. So you weren't just like shooting. You could do some like some punching and kicking. Sleeping. Sure. Yeah. So but you so you were into it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, it starts out wherever it takes place at the beginning. It had like a kind of like a Mad Max feel. Oh, sweet to it. So sweet. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, I was. Um, there's a ton of lore in the game, ton of books written about Halo. I, I think I read one once upon a time, okay. but um, yeah, the, the, the nerd, the nerd well runs deep for Halo. So there's, um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've played all the games and I, I was not interested into the, in the series until I saw the trailer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really pumped to hear that um, it pulled you in. Yeah. Cause the trailer didn't do anything for me. But, okay. Yeah, I really I thought it was pretty cool. Um so yeah, I'm intrigued, Sweet. so I want to get through that. I also uh before I go, I checked out the first episode of Moon Knight that dropped, which I was like I don't really know much about Moon Knight. It's uh another one of like the new uh MCU series starring um Pope. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I <Yeah>. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> um I watched that. That was really good, man. Like it was I'm I'm in. I'm all in. It was I was shocked. Like <laughs> it was pretty damn good. So sweet. Um, unless they just kind of, you know, wet the bed, shit the bed, the rest right. of the series. But I'm in. This is cool. I like kind of the, some of the lore that they have with this character. So awesome. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of um how you see venom on screen. Oh, interesting. The inner inner voice, like, Oh, I want to eat him for dinner. Yeah. (laughs) There's, there's some of that stuff going on. So. (laughs) Isn't it kind of like a Gollum Smeagol situation? Uh, Or not quite. No, it's, it's kind of more like a venom situation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Like, um, uh, not like physical. It's more like a supernatural. Interesting. So, yeah. I'll have to give that one a go too. Cause I know, I know next to nothing about moon Knight. I know he was a character in Marvel ultimate Alliance on the original Xbox. Oh really? All right. And one of my favorite playable characters. And that is it. That's all I know. So cool. You give yeah. me, I was struggling with it because every time I I kept on seeing like the stuff for Moon Knight come up and I was all I can like imagine in my head was Shovel Knight that (laughs) like kind of 8-bit inspired video game. But yep. Yeah. Not the same. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. That's great. Before we go, I want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine, Monster Closet Edition. Remember, new episodes drop on Mondays, and you can message us. Wait. New episodes drop on Mondays, and you can message and follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.